You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 61 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by BrandonRendiniFitness.com. BrandonRendiniFitness.com, where lifestyle and fitness go hand in hand. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Cracker Mouth. Yo! <laughs> and Stack Guy Rye. Hello. Did you notice that? It's my English accent from Britain. <laughs> I talk like that for the rest of the, the podcast. What is wrong with you today? Nope. And no, I wasn't being racist at the beginning of the show. Chris literally has a <laughs> mouthful of crackers <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, let's oh, open the man. show, and I'm going to shove a handful of oyster crackers in my mouth. They're addicting. Yeah, the, the driest snack you're shoving right in your mouth. They're addicting. They're addicting. All right, so uh, it's Wednesday evening. I uh, figured today would be a good day to record. Yanks just wrapped up a series with the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, and then they open up tomorrow, again a four-game set with the Kansas City Royals. So we figured today would be a good day to come on and get the midweek pot in. Unfortunately, the goddamn Yankees lost another series to the goddamn Rays. So, um... At Tampa. You know what's so frustrating? You asked Ryan... You asked that guy, Rye, to get you a, uh, a stat today. I did. And I was bored, so I did it too. And I'm looking at their game logs against the Rays. They won like the first five games against them. They're, they yeah. won two games to start the year. Then they and then they swept them. Yeah. And then it's like now they just can't beat them. Well, they. I think they won the first two. Then they won three out of four. Well, here's the difference: the first six games of the series, season series, were at Yankee Stadium, and the last six huh. games have been in Tampa. So we're just. Guess that makes sense. The Yankees are depressed when they go there. <laughs> they really don't play well. Um, I mean, and just not. I mean, it's, I guess it's never the time to lose a series, but you just hate to see them lose to to the division. I mean, these are teams that Boston is absolutely destroying, and they keep losing to them to the Orioles. I'm sure Boston's going to have their team that they can't beat either. Yeah, the Yankees. Well, then, the Yankees are the, probably the only team that has a winning record against then them. Then they'll win 120 games this year, so it doesn't really matter what the Crazy. Yankees would do. Both one-run losses, too. Yeah. It's tough. Even the loss against the Mets. It's tough when, you're off, loss, you know, so. when your offense is supposed to be so uh, deadly. It's tough. Well, we've seen them go through these lulls this year where they don't score a lot of runs, but you know everybody's always screaming, the Yankees need to score more runs without the eight of a home run. They need to be able to do more than hit home runs. Yankees have hit one home run since the All-Star break. They're two and three. The one home run came in the, in a game they won. Right. So do you want to play small ball? Because you all bitched and complained when uh, Didi bunted to get runners in scoring position on, that was Monday night, right? Yeah. So you don't really like small ball, do you? Oh, I just don't think that situation really called for it. No, let's not even take <clears throat> into account how the game broke out. You didn't want him to bunt, and no one wanted him to bunt. So if you don't want him to bunt, you really don't want small ball, and you want the Yankees to hit home runs. Well, that I mean, you're making a valid point. I don't think you're making it the right way. But the fact is, the situation doesn't warrant for a bunt there, because who's up after him? And who are you taking the bat? Out of his whose whose hands are you taking the bat out of? Fine, but right? No, hold on. I'm getting to your point. But what's what's the big deal if the bat is taken out of Stanton's hands at that point? Because you're playing for a run. You want to sack fly from Hicks, don't right? You? But no. But your your mentality, the fans, myself included, because 
because of the situation, it didn't call for a bunt. But that situation is that this lineup is loaded top to bottom from guys who can absolutely d- demolish the ball. So don't sit here and say you want small ball, like you said, but then you're not okay with Didi bunting because you don't want the bat taken out of Stanton's hands. Because what do you want Stanton to do in that spot? He's going to smash one, right? Or oh, he'll hit a double to the wall. Well, guess what? That's not small ball. No, he right? Sm- <laughs> small ball, ball is not... That small ball is manufacturing runs. And that's what Boone was trying to do. Right. Because he... Because guess what? When he didn't do it the last time, everyone ripped him. Yeah. Right? Who cares if you're taking the bat out of judges' hands? You should have bunted. Again, a little different because you're a little deeper into the order at this point, but same thing. Now he does it and everyone flips out. Yeah, so you can't have it both ways. You can't be mad at Boone one day for not trying to manufacture runs and then be mad at him at a, at a different point in time for trying to because what he's because he can't I can't sit here and tell you that he's so stupid that he doesn't realize what the Rays are doing in that spot. Of course he knows exactly what's going to happen, but he wants a runner at third with one out so Aaron Hicks can hit a friggin' fly ball and score the run. Right. He knows that they're going to walk Stanton if Didi gets the bunt down. Right. He knows that. And if he doesn't know that, then he shouldn't be the goddamn manager of the Yankees. Right. Because, quite honestly, if you're that stupid, you should just go hide yourself and in again, the And again, it goes back to just, you know, blaming the manager, but what the hell did Hicks do in that at bat? Right? Hit into he a grounded force out, play. and force it, they had to play at home. Pressure. Yeah, they had to play at home. He, Why couldn't he put the ball in the air and do his job? Here's what his line of thinking was, and and I agree with it. I honestly, I I agree with it. Didi, you got the first two runners on in the inning, correct? Right. Didi comes up. Now, do I want Didi bunting? No, I don't really want him bunting because he's he's a clutch player. He comes up all the time in big spots. Seems to. Always get a big hit most of the time, right? Right. So you really don't want to take the bat out of his hands in that spot. But you're trying to get a runner to third with less than one out. Right. Okay? This team leads the major leagues and sacrifice flies. So I'm sure Aaron Boone knows that. Right. Okay? So you're trying to get your team in a position to be able to get a sack fly and tie the game. And that's what he did. All right? So, now, not only that, on top of that, if I saw this on my couch watching the game, I'm sure the idea went through Aaron Boone's head, didn't it? That you had a pitcher on the mound that was having trouble throwing strikes. So, you're trying to bunt the ball to the pitcher and hope that maybe he also throws the ball over the first baseman's head. Or how about the fact that you're going to intentionally walk Stanton and have the bases loaded and force him to throw strikes, which he wasn't doing. So how is that? How is he wrong in doing any of I that? I don't think he's wrong. I gr- I agree with his mentality. You don't like that the John Carl Stan didn't get a hack in that inning. I understand that, but everything surrounding it, it's the right move. I I don't that Stanton's not even the reason what that makes me feel like it was a, the wrong move. I just don't see Didi Gregorius as a double play threat. I don't. And I think at that point, first and second, no outs, you let him swing the bat. Now, you know I'm the f- biggest proponent for bunting. I I wish it was done more. But in that situation, I just didn't see it happening. Um, Stanton being another reason, but the, the primary reason was that Didi's been swinging a good bat. He puts the ball up the middle, and... I just don't see him as a double play threat. Hey, you know what? With the shift, though, I'm not really sure that you yeah, can. I mean, who knows? And he's, he is a pull hitter. What? He doesn't really go the other what? way on the ground. Didi's eye at the plate. I mean, this guy wasn't throwing strikes. Um, maybe he walks Didi there and Stanton comes up with the bases loaded and no outs. That's the reasons why I don't care for it. Do I, do I really think at the end of the day it was the wrong move? No. Because it should have worked. It should have worked. They should have tied that game. Aaron, uh, to me, it's on Aaron Hicks's shoulders, not Aaron Boone's. You, because th- I said this the other night on Twitter. You, Aaron Boone has to have the faith in every one of his players. He can't have faith in just the players that the Twitter GMs want him to have in. So that means he's got to say to himself, 
I trust Aaron Hicks to get the job done in that spot. Knowing full well, once he bunts Didi, Aaron Hicks is coming up to be the the guy to drive in that So, line. look, I mean, you're segueing into Gary Sanchez right now. Do you want to really get to that right now? Do you have something you want to talk about first? Well, uh, if we get into Gary Sanchez, we might not ever talk about anything else. That's today. why I'm asking you. No, well, I think... All right, so... What do you think is a bigger story to Yankee fans, Gary Sanchez or Zach Britton? Gary Sanchez. All right, so then let's do that then. Okay, here's the story on Zach Britton. The Yankees got him. Right? Well, it's not that simple. They gave up Tate, Carroll, and uh, Rogers. Right. All pitchers. There's your story. Okay. The guy hasn't Britain given up. has been solid. Yeah, He's been very good. He hasn't given up an earned run hits, no earned runs. since June 30th. And apparently his sinker ball is back to is getting back to what it once was. Well, just ask Kyle Higashioka how that sinker ball treats people. So... It's a big move. It's a great move by Cashman. If not for anything, for the fact that he's not on the Houston Astros or Boston Red Sox, who probably could have used him the most. Yeah. Right? They were on the they were on the market for the best available relief pitcher, and Brian Cashman prevented them from getting him. So that in itself made it a great move. The fact that we have now uh, strengthened this bullpen which has been our biggest strength to begin with, is great. But I think Gary Sanchez is a bigger story at this point. People, well, people think it's beating a dead horse, but, I mean, I'm going to be fair. Let's just, let's everybody get their opinions about Hap out of the way, not Hap. Freudian slip. We're going to be checking Twitter a lot during the recording of the show. Right before we came on, there was reports that Hap is close to being traded somewhere. Apparently, he left the dugout and he was saying goodbyes to uh, some of his teammates. R- reports uh, as of right now, it's just six thirty as we're recording this. The Yankees are heavy for him. Also in the mix are the Cubs and the Brewers. So you know maybe we'll have a little bit of news to break on that situation. As regarding uh, regarding Zach Britton. I think it was it was a very good move. You're like you said, you're strengthening a strength of this team. So now, if you don't get a starting pitcher or one that you think can be a difference maker, now you added an extra weapon in that bullpen. Where if Sonny Gray looks like he's faltering in the fourth inning, you can go into your bullpen and not feel like you're burning guys out. Now, I think that's something that people should look at as a big reason why he did this. And another thing, as you brought up, Houston needs bullpen arms. Boston needs bullpen arms. So not only are you strengthening your team, you're also weakening potential playoff rivals. Yeah. And maybe on the surface, to me, it seems like a lot that they gave up because Dylan Tate was the number four overall pick in the Major League draft. He was traded for Carlos Beltran. Uh, I know he's been kind of up and down as a minor leaguer but he's But you're going to lose him anyway, right? I can Yeah, I can make my own points. Thank you very much. Sorry. <laughs> he's pitched a lot better at Trenton this year. He was a guy our buddy a lot of people wanted to see get a shot in the next few years, uh including Dan Federico. We might even set it on our show. Cody Carroll is a name I know Dan mentioned on our show that people like and thought he was going to get a shot yeah. in his bullpen this year. And Josh Rogers, I mean, I only really know of him because he's Justice Sheffield's roommate, and you see that on Bats of the Pinstripes. <laughs> uh, Rogers, he profiles as like a Louis Sessa type. You know, Sessa's got—I think Sessa's got better stuff, but like a six-five, a five-six oh, okay. swing man. All right. So, I'm, so it's a good move. It Tate on his best day could probably be a number three. Carroll's a guy that could probably wind up being a good middle reliever, maybe a setup guy if he hits his potential for a rental. It seems like a lot, but these are all Rule 5 guys. The Yankees have to put all these guys on their 40-man roster in December or lose them for nothing. And someone made a great point on the fan. Anyone upset with the prospects we gave up, you're not going to be upset if the wild card game comes and... uh Severino gets knocked out again in the first inning, and now we have we have friggin' uh, Zach Britton 
to strengthen this bullpen and get us through. I mean, you're not going to be thinking about these prospects anymore. No. If these were guys that still had more controllable years before they had to be on the 40-man, then it looks the trade looks different. Right. But these guys all have to be put on the 40-man roster in December. Yeah, or they're, they just or they're, can't do or it. Or they're eligible to the, 40, or they're eligible to the Rule 5 right. draft. Yeah, and these are all guys that are going to get picked off of your... Right. Off of your uh, organization, really likely that at least two of the three were going to be Rule Five, Rule Five guys, and one of them maybe could have stayed. It probably would have been Tate, but I think Carroll would have had the best shot of sticking around because he tops at a hundred. Oh yeah, as yeah, a lefty, then. that's a guy yeah. that is valuable. So I think I would have seen Cashman maybe making the most sense of putting him on the 40-man had they not made this deal. But the Yankees have other guys. They still have another half dozen of guys or so that they either have to trade or risk to uh, Rule 5. And as if I read correctly, Chance Adams and Justice Sheffield are two of them. So is Adams getting traded? Are the Yankees going to put him on the roster just not to lose him in December? These are all things you have to look at. Obviously, I don't think Justice Sheffield's going anywhere. They'll find room for him. So are we done now with Zach Britton? You you've just been chomping at the bit. For yeah, this. man. Because I, I hate, sometimes I hate Twitter. I well, hate I'll say the this, fact just, that you can't get everything out. And I, this is also what I hate about Twitter: instant reactions. Oh, Cashman's a dumbass because he got a reliever. We don't need a reliever. We need a starter. When did he come out and say that that meant that they couldn't get a starting pitcher? Now, right. One thing doesn't keep them from doing the other. Hey guys, guess what? The three people he gave up. He wasn't giving up for a mind-blowing starting pitcher deal that he's trying to make. Okay? You're not giving up those guys for that. And I think that if they do get Hap and people are going to be like, well, why'd you get Hap? Why can't we get an ace? A, I'll say this again. I'm not sure an ace is actually out there. And B, getting Hap doesn't mean that they're out of the running for a race because they went and got Jaime Garcia last year. Yeah. And And did that stop them from getting Sonny Gray? Yeah. So, so he's following, he's following a very similar pattern, if you notice. Went out last year, made a trade for bullpen help, then went and got himself back into the starter, back into the starting rotation guy, and then somebody that was supposed to be your number two. Didn't really work out that way. But I'm, no, I'm sensing a very similar pattern to last year. Hey. Maybe. Can we get to Sanchez now? Ryan, should we get to Sanchez now? Yeah, I guess. So Chris really wants to, so... I'm going to be fair, okay? Which means that he's just going to unmercifully bash the guy. No, I'm not. I'm going to be fair. He's hurt, okay? You can't yeah, fake... expect it out until, what, late August, they're saying? Yeah. You can't fake an MRI, right? You can't fake these things. They expect Gary Sanchez out until late August, possibly even into September. And for that, he tried to fight through the pain... Didn't want to go back on the DL. The guy wants to be there, wants to help this team win. Okay? I get it. And I get that people's initial reaction. Ours included, mine included. No, 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 no. I'm not going there yet. People's initial reaction to him going on the DL, I should have said, is to have compassion for him in that ninth inning. But. If you go back and watch the replay, watch the replay where the camera is on him the entire time. His injury did not prevent him from being safe at first base. I am sorry it did not, and he admitted it himself. Maybe in his mind, he felt he didn't want to push it and aggravate the groin any more than it already was. But. If you're going to put yourself out there in the ninth inning in a situation to tie the game for your team and you're going to put the ball in play, you better run because he did run, but it was too late. It was when he realized Aaron Hicks was safe. So in his mind, he felt he wasn't going to push it. The game was over. And nobody knew this. He wasn't favoring his groin running down if he had his head down and he was clearly trying to get to first base and favoring his leg or his groin or whatever i'd say you know what the guy tried to fight through it he couldn't but watch the replay he stops watches the play and then realizes 
oh shit, I could actually tie this game. And he turns the Jets on, and it was too late, and he was frustrated. So don't sit here and tell me that Gary Sanchez is the victim, because he isn't. Okay? Did you know Aaron Hicks got hurt on that play? I did. Someone said it, actually. Someone tweeted it and said he was coming off the field. He hurt his shoulder? Yeah. That's why he was out of the lineup yeah. the past two days. Yeah. But he was used as a pinch hitter today. I, yeah, I know. Um, oh, you know that? Yeah. You're aware? Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm not saying he wasn't in pain. I'm not saying he wasn't trying to fight through something. All I'm saying is... Gary Sanchez is not the victim. Here's what here's what you can say people are wrong about. Okay? Because up until that night, I said Gary Sanchez is not a lazy player. He's not. And after all that happened, before I knew he was injured, I said to myself, maybe he is lazy. Maybe he is. Maybe everyone was right. But if he was in that mindset of not wanting to strain his groin more than it was, then I understand his his slow moving to the ball or his mindset that he's not going to sprint down the first baseline. You knew something kind of tipped you off that something may not be right when he had that RBI single. He should have been on second. Right. So in that sense, in his mind... He wasn't saying, oh, let me just walk to this ball. He was saying, oh, I can't really get to this ball that quick. I don't want to mess up my groin. That's fine. And that's where I'm wrong. And I'll go back to my mindset and saying that Gary Sanchez isn't lazy. And I don't, still don't believe it. I still think the guy wants to work to be if there. If you watch that game closely, after that pass ball situation, he might have had his best defensive game of the year. He was really after yeah. it. And he blocked a he lot was. of balls. I was really, after after that pass ball, I was really impressed by the way he played defense the rest of that game. Yeah, but I just think Gary Sanchez, as a player, as a person, needs to find himself, right? Everyone has talked about the fact that no one knows what makes Gary tick, right? No one knows. Joe couldn't figure it out. Doesn't seem like Aaron Boone could figure it out right now. No one knows, and I don't even think Gary Sanchez knows right now. No one can seem to figure this guy out right now. So the fact that in his mind, in the ninth inning with the bases loaded or whatever the hell it was, with the game on the line, that he sat there and in his head said, I'm not going to push it because I don't want to re-injure myself. But then he saw that Hicks was safe and all of a sudden he's sprinting? That's wrong. And he let his teams his he let his teammates down. He let Luis Severino down. He let his manager down. And he let the fans down the other night. It wasn't as bad as we all thought because of the injury, but it was still very, very bad. And do not sit here and tell me Gary Sanchez is a victim. And I think that's fair. Who's who said that he was a victim? Oh, there's a there's thousands of people attacking me. Saying that he was hurt, you didn't know. I bet you're going to eat your words now. He's on the DL. No, it had nothing to do with that. Injury or not, he could have been safe. Guess what? All he had to do was lightly jog to first base the entire time. Guess what he didn't do? Even jog. He fast-paced walked, pretty much. He had the bat in his hand pretty much halfway down the line until Hicks was safe. And then he throws the bat, his eyes light up. And well, he runs. His biggest crime to me was not saying anything. If you knew you were hurt in the first inning, you have to tell your manager. I'm glad you just said that because I did have one more point. A pitcher on the mound makes – he moves his shoulder the wrong way. Nothing we could see with the naked eye. The trainer manager running out. And you're going, what the hell did he even do that, that he just came running out? Right? You're going to tell me Gary Sanchez felt he was hurt again in the first inning, caught an entire game, and no one noticed anything? I'm not saying there wasn't still something going on with his groin. I'm just saying that it's just all very odd to me. Well, here's – what did you think? That nobody noticed that he was hurt? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm, all I'm trying to say is if he was truly feeling that much pain that it was holding him back, in the first inning on that pass ball, 
and then he catches an entire game, and not one person says boo. Well, he's got a mask on, so if he's wincing in pain, who's going to see him? I'm not talking about wincing. I'm talking about how he was moving, dude. He's slow as shit on his best day. So <laughs> if he's not running hard, it's not going to tip. Especially if the Yankees said to him, you know, try to take it easy. And which- how? Did, and if you're catching, I mean, you've had groin issues or no? No, You've had know. a lot of issues. I, I don't, don't know, know if, if I've ever, ever had groin. I don't, I don't know if I ever pulled my groin muscle before. I mean, that's got to hurt when you're when you're squatting down catching a full game, no? I'm not saying yeah, he's my, lying. I just demonstrated it. <laughs> I'm not saying he's lying, right? All I'm saying is, was the pain really that bad at that point, or or did he get hurt when he was walking down the first baseline? And that sudden burst. And then that sudden burst. Where he tried to be safe. Is that where Gary got hurt? No, he said that he felt it. I understand what he said. I'm asking. What am I going to tell him? I'm just saying. All I'm saying is it's just very odd to me. And that people just see something printed and they believe it. And I just think that this And I'm not trying to knock Gary Sanchez because I think he's going to come back. And I think he's going to prove everyone wrong. And I don't think this is ever going to happen again. But sometimes you have to read between the lines a little bit here. Something was off. His mentality, not his his performance. His mentality was was way off. All right, so here's what I'll say to that. I'm not going to play shrink uh, shrinker over here, head shrinker. But he just came off the DL, right? Right. He knows in his, the back of his mind he's a valuable component to this ball club, mm-hmm. right? He feels something in the first inning of that game. And he even said it himself. His last thing he wanted to do was go back on the disabled list. Mm-hmm. You don't think he's battling that all day? Sure. And he said something was off. That could throw him off. Okay. You're right. But if that was truly his biggest concern, then no matter what the outcome of Aaron Hicks at second base, he wouldn't have changed pace going to first. Right? If that's his true mindset. He wouldn't have changed pace. If you're someone who is pre- trying to prevent an injury from from going spiraling out of control again, your mindset, his mindset was, oh shit, I could do something here. And it should have been that out of the box. If you're in that game, in the ninth inning, in the situation he's in, he wants to jog down to first base in the fourth inning, fine. In a, on a ball hit to the second baseman, I get it. I've defended him on it. No, no one likes to see it, but they want to make sure this guy stays healthy. But if you're going to put yourself up there for your team in the ninth inning, in a game that they fought all the way back for, in the situation he was in, and you put the ball in play, you better fucking run down to first base. Or jog. He didn't even jog. Watch the replay. He held the bat in his hand. In his mind, all he was saying was, that's it. That's the game. They make the play. And then you see it simultaneously. Aaron Hicks called safe. His his eyes light up bigger than I've ever yeah. seen. And then he's all of a sudden sprinting. That's not a guy who's injured. Sure, maybe it's a guy who's saying, oh, he's going to make the play. I don't want to push it. But that's not the time for that. If you're going to put yourself up there in the ninth inning in that spot, that's not the time to think that way. Then go up to your manager and tell him, look, I can fight through this, but if I put the ball in play, I don't think I'm going to be able to hustle to first. You might want to put someone else up there. And then he would have been called other words. for. But you know what? Maybe the Yankees would have won, and that's the ultimate. that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? If you're Gary Sanchez, you got to stop worrying about what everyone's going to call you. I get it. I I understand, and I I love the fact that he wanted to be out there. But it goes both ways. Again, if you're going to be out there, you got to show me that you're going to do everything in your power to get there. And he didn't. He look, did it too late. I'll say this again: his biggest crime in the first inning. Maybe he wasn't injured in the first inning, but, but he, he was felt hurt. it, right. He was, there's a difference between being hurt and injured. When I agree with you. When you're hurt, you play. 
When you're injured, you don't play. I agree with you. So maybe he was hurt in the first inning, and he should have said something to Boone or the trainer and said, listen, I think I felt something on that pass ball, and which could also explain why he was so half-assed going for it because he might have got up and be like, right. Oop. I agree. I agree with you. But you're right. In the ninth inning, he he he's got it. And I, I knew it. I said it to myself. My phone died or I would have texted to you guys. <laughs> And I, I knew it. I said, this game, the last at-bat will will come down to Gary Sanchez. I knew it. I just knew it the way that he was getting killed on Twitter leading up to it, the way that the pass ball, everything, it just, the game had to fall on his shoulders. And you know what the craziest thing is? This is how out he was in this situation. When Hicks was safe, I didn't even think. That Gary wouldn't be on first. Right? You didn't even think there was another play. You just started screaming that Ask my wife. they tied the game. She was in the bedroom thinking that they had tied the game because I was I I thought he was you never the thought, never never thought he was gonna throw it the first. Never never would I had that thought. Did you? Yeah, I was like, uh, oh, they're I, still going to get Sanchez. Though. I Watch. was not even. But then, well, the only and then they why, beat him though, by two steps. Who's, who made that play? The, the short It was the shortstop was to Adamus? the second baseman. Was it Adamus? It was Adamus. You saw him lining up like he knew, which was a great play by him. There. Yeah, you got the to, first baseman to, screaming, too. He was ready that. to throw it to first. Oh, no, he actually, he did no, he kind wasn't. of double clutch. Yeah, he, he did, did double well, clutch. Hicks, if you notice, it was still heads up. Hicks rolled in there. Hicks, rolled in. Yeah, that was a great slide. And that was a totally legal slide. Yeah. It was a great slide. I just, I mean, Gary, make it close, man. It wasn't even close. No, you saw him out of the box, right out of the box, just walking. I can't get, I, I cannot get into his head. I don't know what he was thinking. You don't either. You, you can say that you do. I don't. And he hit that ball hard, and he's probably thinking they stepped right on second base. The game's over. Why, why am I going to hurt myself further for that? And then. You know, then the light bulb went on. Which is a fine mentality in the fourth inning, not in the ninth. Which, again, goes back to my point. His biggest crime was not saying anything and giving Boone the option of saying, you know what, if he hits a ground ball and there's a close play, I got no shot right now. At least, even if you bring up Romine in that friggin' spot, at least he's healthy. Bro, Greg Bird beats that play out. Yes, he does. (laughs) It's not even close. Greg Bird and his two I, broken ankles. I think Greg anyone Bird. beats that out. I could have beat that out jogging backwards. Bro, That's what I'm saying. Gary didn't even have to sprint. Gary could have beat that he out. He could have just had a nice, decent pace jog to first base. But watch the replay. I can't say it enough. Not, the, know, replay, not the replay of the play. Watch the replay where the camera is on Gary Sanchez the entire time. Mm-hmm. And you could almost see it. You could see it in his eyes. Oh, his eyes totally light up. They told the story. They told the entire story. Oh, there it is. Not going to get there. Here we go. Oh, shit. He's safe? Oh, shit. I better run now. Right? Not I better run out of the box. And, And what pissed me off more than anything is that he's watching the play. Stop watching the play, Gary. Put your head down. Jog to first if you have to, but put your head down. Don't let the play dictate how hard you're going to run. That in itself is why I don't buy the injury as an excuse. Because he let the play dictate how hard he was going to run. When you're injured, when you're truly injured, nothing's going to dictate how you play. It's, It's You're playing to the best of your ability still, you're just hurt. Gary wasn't playing to the best of his ability at that moment in time until he realized he actually had a, he had a reason to. And that's why it's wrong. And I hope a lot of people listen to this. I'm not trying to bash Gary. I'm really not. But it's the truth. But he's hurt. But he is hurt. And, and you know what? Even after all this, I want him back. I can't wait till he gets back and healthy. We need him. Time to wait. I know, but we need him. I'll say this. I know we live in an era of fake news. Everybody likes to throw that term around and think anything anybody tells them is a bunch of horse shit. He's, he's hurt. He's injured. He's on disabled list. This is not a punishment. No. This is not a timeout. Go to your room. If you are listening to this show 
And you legitimately think the Yankees just banished their starting catcher for six weeks to take a to teach him a lesson? Please jump in the river with cinder blocks tied to your feet. <laughs> but do you realize? Do you realize what they're putting on the line to lie about? So, I mean, everything. first of all, you have to have a doctor lie about the MRI, right? Everything, and and he's putting his practice on the line just to show Gary Sanchez, <laughs> just just to show Gary Sanchez a a, a lesson. If Chris Ahmad, who is the Yankees team physician, signs off on a fake MRI and he gets caught, guess what? He's never going to do again. <laughs> Sign any MRIs. Be a doctor. Yeah. Okay. Nick Revere. He'll be Mister Ahmad. Yeah, he no he he. First of all, he won't be Mister Ahmad. He'll be inmate one two two nine seven in Sing Sing Prison, Ahmad. Okay. Yeah. Because that's illegal, right? Falsifying medical documents, but to by show a Gary, to punish Gary, but to punish Gary Sanchez, he'll he's gonna risk that. It. I'm not saying this is some conspiracy. Also, the Yankees as a team could be fined heavily. Oh, it's just money, right? Fined. They'd be fined up the ass. Lose draft picks, which I'm sure Cashman's going to want to do, right? Just to teach Carrie Sanchez a lesson. <laughs> right. They could be re- their international signing privileges could be revoked, which again, <laughs> which is where they've built half this team on. But but we're going to do all that to teach Gary Sanchez a lesson. <laughs> I'm just I don't understand it. Like I understand that you you want to be passionate. And you're a fan, and yeah, okay. I get all that. But put your fucking thinking cap on for one second. Some people, and I don't disagree with this, but again, I I wouldn't understand the timeline of it. Some people feel as if, yeah, obviously something showed up on the MRI, but maybe given different circumstances, you just let Gary kind of ride the bench and try and work it out and see if he could come back in six, seven days. But they think they put him on the DL to get him to clear his mind and to have him regroup. If you told me that Aaron Boone came out and said, "Yeah, he felt a little pull. We're going to be cautious about it. We're going to tend. We're just going to put him on a ten-day DL. We'll be back after the ten days." And you wanted to come and say that was just to get Gary right. away for a little bit. Okay, I could probably buy that, right? Because we've seen players get injured exactly. before. Okay, but he had a fucking MRI, you idiot! Like seriously. <laughs> You right. you can once you do that, all that conspiracy shit goes out the window. Right. You're asking a doctor to ruin his entire life. Right. You're asking Brian Cashman to basically fuck the entire organization. Right. Just because you 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 have to teach Gary Sanchez a lesson. Put him in timeout. And honestly, you're naughty. And honestly, and this is the last I'll say about this part of it. If you honest to God, honest to Drury think that the New York Yankees want to go the Knicks, the Knicks, geez, well, I don't even, <laughs> the fucking Knicks. The next. The next six, seven weeks without Gary Sanchez in the lineup, you are a fucking idiot. The guy had an RBI the other day. Honestly, I have no other words for you, but you are a fucking idiot if you think the Yankees want to play the next six or seven weeks without Gary Sanchez in this lineup. Right. You can tell me that they should have benched him, which I was fully for. I would have even been for Gary getting benched until Friday because Sonny's pitching tomorrow, Thursday right. night. Didn't think it would have happened because it would have been a lot to ask Romine to, to catch. Go day, night, night, day. Especially that the game was so early today. Right. But. A nooner for Booner. Nooner for to Booner. To tell me that they are they willingly want to play. Would a perfectly health without a perfectly healthy Gary Sanchez for six, maybe seven weeks? You're fucking stupid, and and please jump in the river with cement shoes, please. I don't want you. I don't want you on this earth making decisions for anybody, let alone yourself anymore. If that's what you think, we do not condone violence or hurting yourself unless you feel. <laughs> Can't go pot without any sort of uh, murder death. talk. We apologize, guys. We're just passionate. Christian doesn't mean what he murder. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm good on. No, honestly, it. seriously, I know I can probably be charged with uh, some type of crime if somebody commits suicide after listening to this. Yeah. So please don't actually kill yourself. 
but, but just, you're still a fucking idiot. Just take a look in the mirror and just try and figure just, yourself out. Think about where your life is headed. Right. If that's what you're, if that's what you think right now, I think that's a little more fair. Yeah. Right. Think about where your life is headed. Should you call have us if you need to? Should you have children? Right. <laughs> should you get in the car? Because <laughs> probably you drive. Because honestly, your decision making skills suck. So I wouldn't want to be on the same road as you. Right. And we definitely don't need more of you on this earth, so maybe we're a condom. Right. Or nice. or don't have sex at all. You know? Honest to God, yeah. if you if you honestly think that, you're probably not getting laid because you you're too aren't. stupid to pick up a right. woman. Or a man. Or a man. It's 2018. I don't really care what you do, but seriously, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's it. Doesn't change the fact that you're dumb. All right. I'm good. I'm done. Yeah, I, I definitely would have been more angry over this whole thing had he not been played. But I mean, come on, you said and oh, you agree in, it was the most disgusting thing at that time that we've at seen the on the field. At the time it happened, I had never seen a more pathetic. Because at that point, in our minds, Gary's Gary's head, you know, mindset at that point is ah, whatever. I'm just gonna whatever. It wasn't like oh, horrible. I'm gonna do this because I. Whatever, Don't deal one hundred percent. Whatever, bro. But still, it was just you agree Gary. with me still that it's that he's still wrong, right? A hundred percent. And I I do agree more so with Christian, even though a baseball players' mentality is, I'm not telling anybody anything if something's up, right? You you say that? Yeah, pretty much. Unless you're a pitcher, you know. You're guys playing. can hide it a lot. That's what he somebody. said, though. That was his reasoning for not saying anything. And I, I buy it. Yeah, me too. Not just, you that. gotta say it. You gotta, you gotta let them know. I'm not feeling great. Especially because he just I came off the me- DL. Do you think they rushed him off the DL? No, I don't think so. No. I think the reason why Cashman gave this extended timetable is they're gonna make sure this time now. Right, I agree with right. that. Whatever. I think Romine's a very you know serviceable what? backup to I'm, have. I'm very okay with just saying to myself, it's over with. Let's get him healthy, get him back, and let him prove to us that this type of crap isn't who Gary Sanchez is. Plus, right? I'm craving some Higgy bombs. Higgy, Higgy Smalls is the illest. Uh, huh? get, uh, Brian Cashman does need to go get this team a catcher, though. Because they have no depth right now. God forbid like something Like Francis said, Eric Kratz would have been nice. Oh, really? Let's discuss what do you something. Mean, absolutely not. So if Higashioka okay, and okay. Romine get hurt, first okay. of all, if Romine gets hurt, now Higashioka is the starting okay. catcher. Higashioka. And Wilkin Castillo is your backup. Okay. The dude was fucking flipping burgers three weeks we'll ago before we'll they found him. The before they found him at the Denny's hey. down the street from uh, PNC Park. Hey, not what? only can Kratz hit. Pitches now. Did he pitch? Did you hear about this? No, I didn't see Was he the one that blew the save? Did you see? I think it was a Dodger. Kike Hernandez was the first guy. I don't know if it was ever to be a position player who uh, gave up a walk-off home run. Can I tell you something? They ran out of pitchers. Let me tell you something. Evan Roberts had a whole rant on this the other day. You know how it used to be rare for a position player to come in like a 17-to-1 game? Happens every day. Every single day. Teams are putting position players in in six to one games mm-hmm. because they'd rather go to a position player who can pitch than to waste their bullpen because the bullpen has become so valuable. And Eric Kratz and and Ev even said it. These aren't guys like friggin' you know Nick Swisher when he came in in La League. These guys are throwing hard and they're throwing strikes. Someone a position player threw two scoreless innings the other day. There was a guy. I gotta look this up and send you the link. He threw the nastiest knuckleball. That was that's player. who I'm talking about. Nasty. He went two scoreless innings. Didn't it move. was 42 miles an hour. Or something. Didn't move. Yeah, he it struck was, out a couple guys. Yeah, he went two scoreless innings. I think it was for the Brewers or uh, seven oh three. No hap update. Okay, hap date. Hap date. Hap date. Jay hap date. Jay hap date. Chap. You got that hap date. Jap. So what you you clear to like wrap the show up? I don't know what else is there. I don't. I'm good. I said what I had to say. We had three games. The Yankees sucked in the trap again. Uh, they got to get their act together. They're playing 500 baseball in their last, you know, 28 games, 30 games, whatever. They're 14 and 14 in the last 28 games. Right. Not good. 
Nah. That they're a much better team than that. So Ted Mosby, architect of Tropicana Field, when they built that piece of shit, came out and he said they will never, ever, ever hit a catwalk or a speaker. Because NASA told me. Or anything else that will be hanging from the roof because Barney and SNASA told me so, okay? Now, mind you, today broke a three-game streak of the Yankees hitting something hanging from the roof in Tropicana Field. Or unless it did, I didn't catch the whole game I don't today. Think. I don't think they did today. So yeah. today did break a three-game stretch yep. of the Yankees hitting something on that roof in three consecutive games. But it will never happen. Nope. Now, mind you, after the first season, they had to they had a giant American flag hanging from the roof that they had to remove because people kept hitting it. I remember that. Do you, don't you just, like, think about it, though, for a little bit, and you're just like, how is that a major league <laughs> stadium? Yeah. It's a joke. Because they make fucking how? orange juice, and they gave them $400 Look, million. If it happens once, once every so often, it happens every single... Uh, year <laughs> against the Yankees, at least I can't. And they imagine. built the goddamn thing in the steroid era when guys were juiced out, like, of their, guys, out of their mind. See that speaker, bro? <laughs> <laughs> they should just put targets up there. <laughs> it's like you're playing stickball. You hit the you hit the catwalk. Yeah, that's a double. Unless he catches it off of there. Did you ever play NBA Jam Tournament Edition? <laughs> Maybe, when yeah. when like the five point bucket popped I, up and you had sounds... to stick. It was like, all right, well you hit a home run. It's one, but oh, there it is, five points off the speaker. <laughs> Uh, Unbelievable. What I did want to bring there. up before we uh, wrap the... Sh- what the hell is this? My wife leaves her shit in here. I don't appreciate it very much. Mm, yeah. Uh, I asked you guys to, to look this up, right? Yeah. Because I oh, yeah, felt like have to talk about the Yankees this. never have not won a game this year when the Rays bullpen or open or whatever stupid-ass term that they use. Okay? Right. Opener. The they Yankees, also, are, they just traded Matt Andrees to, to the uh, Diamondbacks. Yeah, so, so they traded opener. two. They traded two of their pitchers. Andy Pettit is an opener. <laughs> Excuse me, Evaldi went to the Red Sox earlier today. Yes, right. Good move by them. Uh, and I do want to. I do want to rant on the Mets just for a quick second because it's okay. so funny. And right. Um, what was I going to say? The Yanks are six and six against the Rays this year, right? Yeah, talking to your mic better, please. I'm talking into my mic better, okay? <laughs> the Yanks are six and six against the Rays this year, correct? Right? And I said I was just thinking about it today after they lost. I said I don't think they've won a game this year when the Rays bullpen or open or whatever it is that they're using because sometimes it's called an opener and then sometimes it's called bullpenning, whatever it is. When they don't use a traditional starting pitcher, I felt like the Yankees haven't beaten them this year. And then who got who? Who wants to get the credit for it? <coughs> I did get a first. Chris. I was driving. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look up my phone and drive at the same time. You know. Well, you could. I'm responsible. Because mm. you don't think the Yankees are putting Gary Sanchez on a six week timeout. But had you, you probably yeah. would have texted <laughs> and drove today. Right. Straight down. <laughs> one in six. They're one in six in bullpenning games, which means that all six losses that they've had against the Rays this year all came in their bullpen games. Yep. Now, here's the two, two-pronged approach. Why? Because I know part one is that the Yankees usually, we've seen them go like in these games, they go like three or four innings without scoring, and then they'll bust open a, against mm-hmm. the starter once they see him a couple times. So, yeah, the Rays are constantly cycling guys in. Not to see him second time makes sense, right? But haven't we also seen the Yankees get shut down for six, seven innings against a starter and then beat up a bullpen? Yeah. So how does this make any sense? doesn't. It doesn't, but it it works. Are it you going to see start, other teams start employing this against the Yankees? Yeah. If we figured it out, I'm sure other teams have figured yeah, it out I, as well. Yeah, I really do. I don't think that teams will be employing I don't think- just against the Yankees. I think you'll see more teams just doing it in general. Look at the Rays roster. They're 52-50 and 50 with that roster. It, A roster they what. gave up. Everything. Kevin Cash awesome. has been absolutely phenomenal. And he made a great move today. And I was going, what the hell is going on right now? So but, did t- play third but, base? but you know what? Here's the thing, right? And you don't think about it, but it's the same idea as the shift. It's dead space anyway. Right? He puts Sergio Romo at third because Greg Bird's not going to hit the ball there. But this 
dumbass Greg Bird bunted against a shift earlier in the game, didn't he? I well, I think that's a move you only put a pitcher there that has some sort of athleticism. So if he were to squib one down the line, Roma would because that's would be my a whole point. Field there at that point, Bird earlier in the game bunted against yeah. a shift down one in the ninth inning with a friggin' pitcher playing third base. Why are you not doing that? Yeah. Why? Yeah, he should be. He's trying to tie the game. He's trying to tie the game at that point. And what did he do? He hit into the shift, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. So then. He takes the pitcher out, the lefty, to face Bird, and he puts Sergio Romo back in from third base. Rob Manfred's going to deem that illegal next week, by the way. Probably. He's the he's the worst commissioner I've ever seen. It was a very smart move by... It was uh, a... Gr- it was a fun- and in my head, I'm going... Because I wasn't fully paying attention at this point, and I was like... What is, how many? How much is the are the fucking Rays gonna ruin baseball? Right, <laughs> like they're just because they because they are supposed to have some shitty team. They're trying to reinvent the wheel. What's he doing now? Right, I thought he like switched out the third baseman for. I then I looked up and I understood what was happening, and I was like, you know what? That's a friggin' phenomenal move. And bad job by Greg Bird. Honestly, awful job. It was awful. a bad job. Awful. Because you already exhibited if he did not if he did not do that earlier in the game, maybe I'd look at it a little bit differently. But he did. So why wouldn't you not get your ass on base to be the tying run at yeah. that point? And I said this when I was I was watch I watched the eighth and ninth inning and he brought in Romo to face Stan. And I'm shocked. As great as Stan has been, I was shocked he put the bat on the ball. I said, this is a terrible, terrible matchup for Stan. Because what's Stan's kryptonite? Sliders away from right-handers. What's Romo's best pitch? It's all Slider. he throws. It's all he throws. And he made Stan look really bad on, on the first. And it friggin' comes in at, like, what, 82 miles per hour? But credit Stan, he did make the adjustment to get the, stack, the sack fly in that yeah. spot. And, all right, we're going to kill Neil Walker. We're going to kill him, right? Yeah. Bad at 294 when Glaber Torres was on a DL. Yeah. And who said that that was going to happen? Who said that? When we he was going to get regular playing time, wasn't he going to play better? Yeah, we all said it. Why the fuck's he in the lineup today? Well, the Yankees lose 3-1 to one today if Neil Walker's not in the lineup, right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. They, and think about it. Who was going to play today if uh, Jabroni Boy, your, your, your friend over there, Tyler, Tyler Wade went to AAA and... and uh, you know, God's got a hurt paw. <laughs> True. Whatever. It's over with. You got to just move on now. Your team's getting better tomorrow when Zach Britton gets here. Now to the Mets. Real quick. Not that we're going to do quick. this every week. Okay. But. What is this about, Familia? Yes. The Mets and Orioles. I'm going to eat crackers while you tell me this story. The Mets and Orioles were both in the same position, right? Okay. They were both had their closers up for on the trade market, and they were rentals, correct? Correct. The Baltimore Orioles have their own problems with being an inept organization. Would you say that's correct? Correct. Okay. Ryan, can you answer these questions? Because no one wants to hear cracker mouth over yeah, here. Yeah, correct. Okay. Now. Racist. Who's racist? You. Yeah, you just yeah. call my brother cracker mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that rumor started. Christian. I'm the crackers, Chris. The show's almost Racist over. from NYY Sports Talk. Come on, tell me your story. Are you done eating crackers? Yeah. Anyway, both had their closures up for a trade, right? Okay. The Baltimore Orioles managed to get two top 15 prospects from the New York Yankees, right? Yeah. What did the Mets get? A 17? A salary dump. My buddy Gibbs, by the way. My buddy Gibbs. My buddy My Gibbs buddy. said you're out of your fucking mind. In regards to what? Mejia. What he said mean? it was a great move. Mejia's a stud. Okay. With the Brad Hand stuff. I still think they... I didn't say that he wasn't going to be a good player. Did I ever say that he wasn't? No. Okay. He just said you were out of your mind. The athletics... I'm wrong. out of my mind because wrong. I... I, in essence, wrong. agree with him. <laughs> the athletics apparently did offer... A better deal. If but the Mets took the money. The Mets opted to save money. And that's little dump. the Mets. So not only did the Yankees pick up Britain's contract, but they also traded... Four and a half million. They also traded two of their top 15 prospects for the guy. He is left-handed. 
and that's big. And he also, are you making excuses for the Mets now? Yeah, a little bit. He also had a .58 ERA two years ago. But I'm still the the Mets could have gotten much for why they're getting rid of guys. It's not they shouldn't be doing it for salary. You shouldn't dumps. be they getting should be doing it rid for of a rebuild. Right. You shouldn't be getting rid of Familia to that's open not up your salary, salary space. Guy. Again, unless your plans moving forward are to sign a massive contract. So that's what I'm saying. If you're the Mets, you that deal now compared to what the Yankees gave up for Zach Britton isn't it's it was embarrassing. Now it's just crawling a hole and go away bad. You just you don't do a salary dump on your one one of your few players that you can get a nice return for. Look at what yeah. the Yankees got for Chapman. They could have gotten a the, decent the, return. Uh, Yankees got for Miller. Yeah, Familia is not on that level. No, I'm not saying he's on that level, but he's on a level. But he's a valuable player that teams could. Hey, look at how many teams out there need bullpen help right now. Exactly. You could have gotten something exactly. for this bullpen guy. Bullpen value is still. But high. now let let's open up salary the, yeah, salary space oh. and. And take it to fucking McDonald's and order some Big Macs. Give me a break. Okay, half date. Yeah. Jeff Vince Hake. Carter signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Braves. Who? Vince Carter? The basketball player? Yeah. Okay. You, What's he you, playing? And how's that a half date? Well, I found that on Twitter when I was looking for uh-huh. a half date. That's a Carter update. Did you guys think he was still in the league? Vince Carter with yeah. the Braves or the Hawks? Are you the mean? Hawks? The you Atlanta said, Hawks? Yeah, you said the Braves. Yeah, I knew he was still in the league. Really, he, he played playing, last year. Yeah, he was playing with the Grizzlies Wait, for the last few. So years. he, so Vince Carter's not playing baseball. No, you said the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, did I? I'm sorry, a, I apologize for that. Okay, what's up? he like? Fifty? Yeah, he's old. He okay. still got it. If we're going into Vince Carter, can we please wrap this show up? Yeah, no, please. That's a sign that. All right, so doing. just. Real quick, nothing as we wrap up here, quarter after seven, we got nothing on Jay Happ. Sounds like it's going to be something we hear tomorrow then. Uh, John Heyman reporting that the, the Jays originally asked for Clint Frazier or Justice Sheffield for Jay Happ. Right, you said that already. Nice. Not on the show. Yeah, you did. To you. Now before you said we recorded. Really? Yes. Wow. Eat more crackers. <laughs> got any more basketball news for us? <laughs> Please. The Knicks signed some guy. I don't know. Who cares? Where did Carmelo go? He go to the Rockets? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. the Rockets' red glare. <laughs> Alright, I'm done. So, we can do number trivia today, because it's episode 61. 61. So, I uh, got some good names on this list. 61. Maris Mantle. <laughs> Nick Rombolo. That's your answer for everything. <laughs> I know, close though. I'm gonna just, it's either him or Goody. Oh, Ben oh, uh, Hella. Yes, Ben did Heller. Did Phil Hughes wear 61? He did not. Now you know what next episode is, though. Jabba Chamberlain. Jabba. No, he was 62. That's next episode. Oh, my God. Oh. Who wore 61? I said Ben Ben Heller. Heller. Obviously, we told the story a hundred times. Chanho Park. Oh, the The Choppa. Choppa. Uh, Dallin Batantis in his rookie year wore 61. Huh. Uh, Remember my tweet that went viral of the Yankees 2013 lineup? Yeah. The stellar, immortal Luis Cruz wore yeah, sixty. Nice. What about uh? What oh, about uh? That one dude, who Donovan sh- Solano. Did he wear? A- no. No, that one dude that played uh, third and short. I think. What was his name? What? Crosby. No. The Yankees actually have a sixty-one this year. Gallegos. Yes. Oh, nice. Perfect. Okay. Uh, also, let's see, pick anybody else good off this list. Ted Lilly was number 61. Ted Williams? Ted Lilly. <laughs> I love Ted Lilly. What number right? does uh, Vince Carter wear? Uh, it says here, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Adam Warren in 2012 wore 61. Bum. Yeah, that was a big crash and burn by you. Let's do the entire offseason, do Yankee bums. And then by halfway through it, I hate it. I don't want to do it anymore. We never named the DH, by the way. You realize that, right? That was your job that you didn't do. Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> Bum. All right. Can you wrap this show up? No, I don't want to. All right. Then I'm just going to hit end. Uh, wait, there's one more here. Travis Hapner, DH bum. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh... The Yankees actually had two 61s this year. Hmm. Don't say that one. Hmm. Oh. 
Peterson. No. no. He's a pitcher. He no longer lives in America. Oh, hell. Hell, right. <laughs> uh, Brad Halsey. I only want to bring him up because it, it used to be Yankees classic when he made his major league debut and beat Randy Johnson. Okay. And the last guy also doesn't live in America anymore because we sold his ass to Japan in 2006. I forget who. Daryl Rasner. Oh, yeah. Good for him. So the Yanks open up a homestand tomorrow. Uh, well, today you'll hear this Thursday. They open up a homestand against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, four games set. Sonny will take the ball Thursday evening. Then it's CC Sabathia bobblehead night. And here's here's where your real conspiracy comes in. They moved to start back this Friday so he can pitch on his bobblehead night. Yep. And then I'm going to the game Saturday where Luis Severino will take the mound. And we do have to talk about this. We completely forgot about it. That's his third straight bad start. Are we concerned? No. He's got no, a it's tired different arm. because he's coming off the all-star break. Let him try easing back. They pushed back. him back to avoid. <laughs> Let him get back into that routine. I, I, I wouldn't be concerned. His velocity's still right there. His slider isn't sliding Schleider. right now. Sliders. That's that's the biggest problem, and it's mechanical. I think it's a bit that his arm is tired, but he'll figure it out. If his arm's tired in July, we're in a lot of trouble. You know, he's he, the guy throws 99 every pitch. Every single pitch through every inning. It happens. You go through a phase where your arm is tired and dead, and then it comes back. His ERA right. after the Boston game was 1.98. It's 2.63. In the month of July right now, it's like 5.68. He's only thrown in three starts in July. He's only thrown 15 innings. He's not an ace, he's though. Given up I've thir- been telling you guys he's not an ace. 13 runs in 15 innings. Yeah, I know. Okay. Is he not an ace anymore? Of course he is. So we can laugh at those people that are tweeting us. I told you he's not an ace. Yes. So you're not concerned? Not one bit. What not if he goes yet. out and gets lit up by Kansas City? Are you concerned? Trade him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then maybe we get rid of him for a starting no, pitcher. seriously, because we won't talk again before his next start. Are you concerned if he has a fourth consecutive start against a bad team in Kansas City? Possibly. Depends on how bad. Oh, and we do have to bring this up. Sorry, we do. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. We went so long on Gary Sanchez and then telling people to kill themselves that we forgot to bring this up. Masahiro Tanaka was flat out brilliant Tuesday night. Absolutely brilliant. He's been much better of late. Yeah, he had a couple starts coming off the DL, but before he went on the DL, he was pitching really well. That ERA is very inflated. It's at 409 right now. It's at 409 now? Yeah. That's phenomenal. The uh, Yankees had a really good day on Tuesday. They were they able did. to they, they they were able to wash away the Gary stuff with him going on the DL. They got Britain. They got Britain. They won a game in a place that they don't really win in. But I tweeted this and I believe it. They're they're the best thing that happened to the Yankees on Tuesday night. They got the dominant postseason Masahiro Tanaka. Nine innings, three hits, nine strikeouts on 105 pitches. And did you see he pitched no a perfect game into the what the fifth? Yeah, and then he, I think it was the fifth inning. And he, yeah. he gave up the first hit on an 0-2 slider. Yeah, slider. That was up. And yep. he was so mad at yeah. himself. Who was? Uh, he's one of my play. favorite players to when he shows emotion. He's one of my favorite players because he throws a lot of sliders. Me up. <laughs> he, uh, he got a couple big double plays to, to allow him to go the, the complete game. If Masahiro Tanaka is going to pitch like this down the stretch... And they call up Sheffield. And they get <laughs> Hap to... to and of, you got CC pitching the way he's pitching. And Sevy comes back. I don't know if we need to... I, yeah, I, you, still, and. you still probably should go get one if he's available. But it does take the need yes. and, the, and the, the direness to get an ace out if he's going to pitch like this. Correct. Because if you take away his two starts in April where he gave up uh, over five runs. His ERA is like is what like three five throughout the course of the season. Yes. So it's not bad. No. And if Sonny's not going to be a bag of shit the rest of the way, this rotation is pretty good. He's going to be a bag of shit, bro. And I think we were sold on trying to find a guy that would be an innings eater. And I think the addition of Britain 
it doesn't totally take that factor away, but it no really but helps for that fifth guy if it is Cesar, if Herman Shesher. No, you know Shesher what it does. Back, it, it allowed like today Boone, Boone. Uh, Sessa gave up the two-run home run, and he took him right out. Or he, he might have given up one more no, base listen, runner, and then he took him out you know of the what game it does? and went to the bullpen. You know what it actually does? I'm not saying the Yankees have openers now, but with mm-hmm. these other three guys coming in, you know, the rotation outside of Tanaka and Sevi, you can treat them as openers Gives in a option. sense of, like, if they don't have it after three, four innings, you're not trying to get more innings out of them anymore. Especially if the game before you have a performance like Tanaka where you right. don't even have to use the bullpen. Right. I mean, so how if you fresh take that is previous game into consideration each time, yeah, the, the leash for these guys is going to be yeah. incredibly short. Uh, uh, half date, the uh, Blue Jays have made a trade. They are trading Sengwan O to the Colorado Rockies. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I saw that O was on the move. O, O. Thanks. All right, so. Another uh, false half date. Yeah. Story of my life. We talked about fake news earlier, right? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fake news. I'm excited to watch Britain pitch, though. Me too. Because he was dominant in 15. And I'm just glad the Yankees don't have to face him anymore. 0.58. All right, so in. now that Machado and Britain are both gone, the Yankees have to sweep this series coming up against Baltimore. Yeah, At because home. Machado has like 50% of their runs against us this year. So so that's just a given. They yes. have to they have to. All right. So Aaron Judge's have twenty home runs. He does. Boston after one is up two to zero. Of course they are. Oh my God! You Look, you can't ask the Orioles to do more than what they did, and that's win a game in that series. Yeah, you're, no, you're right. <laughs> sure. but, I mean, just all right. So, quick anyway. prediction: since we'll come back Sunday evening, right? We'll come back after mm-hmm. the completion of the uh, Kansas City series. Yeah. Quick prediction for the series. Fucking sweep. You're going full. You're going. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm being serious. Three out of four. Yankees don't allow a hit the entire series. Okay, <laughs> they lose all four in the series. No, seriously though, if this team wants to fucking make a point, they're sweeping this weekend. They're sweeping Thursday, Friday, I'm, Saturday, I'm Sunday. They're, they're sweep. sweeping. I'm going sweep. They're sweeping. The Yankees need to make a statement with they, ease. No, they absolutely do. And honestly, and I look at the schedule real quick because fuck that, bro. I'm sick of the fact that we're talked about as like some fucking second tier bullshit team. They need to make a statement this weekend. Let it all out. All right, here we go. Real quick, schedule coming up. Yanks go home today. They could find it should be home already, right? Quick fight. Four games with Kansas City. Day off Monday. Two with Baltimore. And then guess where we are on Thursday, August second. Boston. In fucking Boston. Fucking Boston. <laughs> so the Yankees need to go six and zero on this homestand. There's no reason why they shouldn't go. Let's six fucking and- do it, bro. There's They're no reason. Let's do why- it. Right. Go Yanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Thank you for listening to the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. This has been episode 61. As we announced earlier today on Twitter, Glaber's back. Anytime Glaber goes gone, Glaber back. you get a Glaber gone t-shirt. You like that? I do. Too bad he struck out twice today like a jerk off. Bum. That's it. Trade him. We should, we should trade him for Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. All right, stat guy, Rye, got anything to say? Nope. <laughs> busted his, he, he, he busted, busted his it too, early. He busted it yeah, early. Yeah, man. Vince uh, Carter, baby. Let's go Hawks. <laughs> You're ending it on that. <laughs> go Hawks. <laughs> Chris. I kind of like you. Say goodbye. <laughs>